In a head-to-head -head challenge, exercise versus antidepressants, it's technically a tie, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. However, in some cases, exercise is the winner. And for some people, including drug-resistant non-responders, exercise works better than antidepressants. Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge isn't power, applied knowledge is. The quest to become the best version of you starts right now. Hi and welcome to Philosopher Insights. My name is Herb Lamba. Today we're going to take a look at Move the Body, Heal the Mind, Overcome Anxiety, Depression and Dementia, and Improve Focus, Creativity and Sleep. The author of this wonderful book is Jennifer Heiss. The book is published in 2022. I wanted to share a number of my favorite insights from this book, starting with Exercise Restores Hope, Overprescribed Meds, Exercise versus Antidepressants, Interval Walking, Exercise to beat depression, boost brain power, enhance focus and creativity, and finish it off with sleep more soundly. So let's start with the introduction. Quote, I've been my own guinea pig on a journey from sedentary scholar to triathlete. Along the way, I've discovered the unexpected benefits of exercise on my own brain that are upheld by groundbreaking science. I'm excited to share with you all that I've discovered in the hopes that it will help you on your own journey whether it is to start exercising, enhance your current fitness level, or go for gold. But this book is not about exercise and the brain. It's about navigating life. My life has been full of moments where it's been hard to breathe. I breathe easier now, and I want that for you. Exercise was my antidote. I needed to move my body to heal my mind. In this self-help guide on neuroscience of exercise, I share with you exactly how it works for me. My evidence-based how-to approach will help you enhance your own brain health through exercise. You will emerge fully equipped with an exercise skill to help you achieve greater resiliency, a more positive outlook, sharper focus, enhanced productivity, and more meaningful relationships. Yes, you can have it all, but before we embark on this journey together, I must warn you, to harness the healing power of exercise, you actually have to do it. I know, easier said than done. So let's ease into things together, end quote. Well, with World Mental Health Day coming up on October the 10th, I decided to dedicate a handful of my podcast episodes on books committed to this very important subject. Jennifer has written a wonderful book on the connection between exercise and the brain. Plus, she has filled it with practical exercise programs to make it super easy for you to start, continue, or master exercise in your own life. One of the greatest movement lessons I learned back in 2019 was an incredible insight shared by Michelle Seeger in her great book, No Sweat, where she says, quote, Finding opportunities to move, my clients abbreviate this as OTM, so I will too, throughout the day is surprisingly fun. You'll be amazed at how soon you begin to become aware of the free spaces in the day that present themselves and the surprising places that are conducive to movement. You may think that your day is crammed so full that you can't fit in one more thing. But believe me, it's not true. If you've got one minute, you've got time. End quote. I attribute the simple acronym, OTM, as one of the primary reasons I was able to lose close to 30 pounds. 
I simply found opportunities to move, and you can too, once you become self-aware and actively seek them out. Now let's dig into Move the Body, Heal the Mind, as I am fired up to share some of my favorite insights from this book. Because mental health matters. Yours, mine, everyone's. Insight number one. Exercise restores hope. Quote, Regular exercise tones the stress response, making us less reactive to psychological stressors, and this is one of the most devastating consequences of chronic stress, is that it damages stress's off switch. This makes the body stress-resistant, allowing cortisol to rise to uncontrollably high levels that damage the body and the mind. Exercise protects the brain from the damaging effects of chronic stress by supplying it with a dose of brain-derived neurotrophic factor, BDNF. BDNF acts like a fertilizer that promotes the growth, function, and survival of brain cells, including those that turn off the stress response, end quote. Now imagine you've got two important players in your body, BDNF and cortisol. BDNF is like the chill friend, and cortisol is the one that freaks out when you're stressed. So when something stressful happens, like a big test or a tough situation, cortisol goes on overdrive. It makes your heart race, your palms sweaty, and your mind all jittery. It's the reason you feel so anxious and tense. But here's where BDNF steps in. BDNF is like that calm, reassuring friend who tells cortisol, take it easy. It's like a signal that says, hey, it's not as bad as it seems. Calm down. BDNF helps cortisol relax. Just like when a friend talks you through a tough moment. When cortisol chills out, your body doesn't feel as stressed anymore. So, BDNF is like your brain's natural stress reliever and exercise helps produce more of it. Insight number two, overprescribed meds. Quote, over the past two decades, prescription rates for antidepressant drugs have substantially increased, especially for mild forms of depression that may not even meet clinical criteria. It sends a bleak message that a depressed mood is not normal and must be corrected with medication. But is this true? For some, yes. However, this one-size-fits-all approach to treating mental illness is not good at all. In many cases, antidepressants may cause more harm than good, end quote. You know when it comes to giving young kids antidepressants, there's a lot to think about. It's not all straightforward, and the author here wants to shine a light on some serious concerns. First off, let's talk about the younger crowd, those under 25. Research has found some pretty unsettling things. One of the big-time side effects of these meds is that they can actually make young people think more about suicide. Yep, you heard that right. The very thing meant to help them can sometimes make them worse. Now, here's a stat that might surprise you. For about one in three folks, these antidepressants are like duds. They just don't work. That's a staggering 85 million people around the world who are popping these pills and getting absolutely no relief. It's like trying to use an umbrella with holes in it during a rainstorm. Not much help for a good chunk of people out there. So while these meds can be a lifeline for some, it's far from a guaranteed solution for everyone dealing with depression. Insight number three, exercise versus antidepressants. Quote, in a head-to-head -head challenge, exercise versus antidepressants, it's technically a tie, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. However, in some cases, exercise is the winner. And for some people, including drug-resistant non-responders, exercise works better than antidepressants. Exercise is an anti-inflammatory and reduces inflammation that can damage the heart and depress mood. 
Exercising muscles release specialized cytokines called myokines. Like regular cytokines, myokines sound an alarm, but their message is less alarming and more precautionary. The alarm reads something like this. Dear body, there is no active threat here. However, we wanted to let you know that while you are exercising and temporarily outside of your homeostatic happy place, you are slightly more vulnerable to attack. You're in good health, the myokine, end quote. Okay, so there's this cool thing called myokines. Think of them as the body's own little superheroes. When you exercise, these myokines have a chat with the body and say, hey, we're working out here. In response, the body sends in these other little fellows called cytokines. They're like the body's shield during exercise, protecting it. But here's what's amazing. As soon as you hit the brakes on exercise, your body goes, all right, time to clean up. It's like sending in a team of anti-inflammatory cleaners to tidy up the mess caused by the exercise party. You want to know the most surprising part? The more you exercise, the better this cleanup crew gets at its job. Over time, it becomes a real pro at leaving your body less inflamed after a workout. So think of it like a superhero training program. The more they practice, the better they become at saving the day. Insight number four, interval walking. Quote, number one, although sitting may be as bad as smoking, some people can sit all day without any dire consequence. Who are those people? They are the most active among us. One study compiled data for over a million people. At baseline, participants were asked about their daily activity habits regarding how much they, one, engaged in moderate to physical activity, two, sat, and three, watched TV. Then, for up to 18 years, the researchers tracked death rates for all causes. Here's what they found. Inactive people had the highest death rate, and that rate increased the longer they sat and watched TV. The most active people had the lowest death rate, and those who walked briskly for at least one hour a day were able to neutralize the detrimental effects of sitting for eight hours and watching TV for four hours. The bottom line, if you like watching TV, then you'd better start moving, end quote. Allow me to underscore this point with a study I came across in the esteemed British Journal of Sports Medicine. This research revealed a rather eye-opening statistic. For each hour spent parked in front of the TV, after the age of 25, reduces the life expectancy by 22 minutes. I read this research and it got me thinking, how much time was I spending glued to the tube and parked on my couch? Let's just say my TV-watching self had a real wake-up call because it turns out I was practically hosting my own daily 66 minutes of Couch Potato Countdown show. I hope this inspires you to do your own evaluation and start moving. The author recommends interval walking. Quote, Instead of going on your regular walk, try intermittently picking up the pace. Here is the standard interval walking protocol. 1. Walk for 3 minutes at an easy pace. 2. Walk for 3 minutes at a faster pace. 3. Repeat 5 times. End quote. Remember what we shared earlier from Michelle Seeger. Find opportunities to move every hour of every day for the win. Insight number 5. Exercise to beat depression. Quote, a little goes a long way. This is true for both the treatment and prevention of depression. End quote. Jennifer's got some real gems to share about how exercise can be a game changer for tackling depression. And the best part? You don't need to turn into a fitness freak to reap the rewards. Both aerobic and strength training exercises have shown their mojo in battling the blues. 
Now here's a pleasant surprise. You don't have to commit to three hours a day. Not even a full hour a day. Not even a measly half hour. Nope. The magic number, backed by solid research, is just one hour per week or 8.5 minutes per day. Yep, you heard that right. A mere one hour of exercise every week, no matter the intensity, can work wonders in keeping the depression blues at bay. Insight number six, boost brain power. Quote, a short movement break is all it takes to refuel your brain so you can get back to work. After exercising, your brain is as sharp as it can possibly be. Bathed in blood sugar and oxygen, your prefrontal cortex performs its suite of executive functions with absolute precision. This creates a window of opportunity to fine-tune your thinking. A little goes a long way. My lab has shown that short, five-minute exercise breaks are better than no breaks or sedentary breaks when it comes to staying on task. The boost you get from exercising can keep you focused for up to two hours afterward. End quote. You're probably noticing the theme by now. Exercise is like a secret potion, and the coolest thing? You don't need to do a ton to kickstart some awesome changes in your life. Let me share one of my all-time favorite work hacks, the walking meeting. I've mentioned it before, but it's worth repeating. Whenever I can, I seize the chance to get moving during meetings. It's all about making the most of any opportunity to keep that body in motion. Props to Michelle Seeger. Let me tell you, making activity a part of my meetings has been a game changer. One of those habits that absolutely transformed the way I work for the better. Insight number seven, enhance focus and creativity. Quote, can exercise enhance both focus and creativity at the same time? Yes, you can train to enhance both focus and creativity, but your training program must include unpredictability, cross-training, and play. For those of you who are just starting out, the mere act of exercising offers everything that you need. For those of you who already are active, you will need to change things up. If you're already doing cardio, add strength exercises. If you're already doing strength exercises, add cardio. Infuse novelty into your current plan by including elements of surprise. Try exercising outdoors or take an unfamiliar route, end quote. Now it's time to let you in on another little secret. Exercise isn't just about getting those biceps pumped up or torching calories. Nope. It's like a VIP pass to the brain gym. Here's why. When you work up a sweat, your brain goes into overdrive. It starts making new brain cells in a process called neurogenesis. Yep, you literally grow your brain. But it doesn't stop there. Exercise also throws a party for your neurons and encourages them to mingle and make new connections. Now, why does all of this matter? Well, when your brain gets all pliable and fresh with new cells and connections, it's like turbocharging your mental powers. You'll notice better memory, problem-solving skills, and creativity that flows like a river. So, next time you're sweating it out at the gym, remember, you're not just working on your body. You're giving your brain a serious upgrade. Insight number eight, sleep more soundly. Quote, to understand why more exercise helps you sleep deeper, I need to introduce you to adenosine, nature's second sleeping aid. Adenosine is a chemical found in all cells of the body, including the brain. It increases with every hour that you are active and awake and therefore provides a biological marker of how hard you've been working. The longer and harder you exercise, the more adenosine builds up during the day and the deeper you sleep at night. Your brain has a built-in sensor for detecting the rise of adenosine. When adenosine rises too high, the brain forces you to sleep, end quote. You see, adenosine is like the brain's thermostat. When it starts creeping up to the danger zone, 
It's as if your brain is shouting, Mayday, Mayday, we need some sleep here. So it's like a built-in alarm telling you it's high time to catch some Z's. Quote, here's the bottom line. Exercise helps drain the brain's battery during the day for a deeper sleep at night. End quote. Well, it's time to wrap up the wisdom I've been sharing from Move the Body, Heal the Mind. You know, our bodies are like these incredible machines designed for movement, but it seems like we're stuck in a rut these days. We live in a world where people are glued to their seats and mental health struggles are on the rise like never before. But hey, there's hope. We've got to get back to the basics. Good food, quality sleep, and like our friend on this journey, Jennifer Heiss reminds us throughout this book, we have to get off our butts and start moving. It's all about giving our brains the love and attention they deserve. Thank you so much for joining me today, and until next time, stay curious and keep embracing the wonders of knowledge. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Land. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.